0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another version of the Bruce Singer podcast. I'm Bruce Singer. I'm your host and and also the founder and CEO of Canada CFOs, which provides uh, CFOs on a part-time basis and interim basis and fractional basis. And uh, we're very passionate about the food and beverage industry in line with the series, this podcast series that we're doing. And I have a very, very exciting guest today. Uh, I will describe her. She's extremely out of the box. Okay. she called herself, she's known as the hostess with the most. So I, I was dying to have her on. I'd love to. And she, I'll tell you a bit about her, um, about Andrea, Andrea Watson. Uh, she's a founder and CEO of Nature Knows. She's also the founder of Fresh Wagon, co chair of the, of, of the women panel. She's a single mom. She is an ambassador for Canadian women in food. She's former president of the Canadian Association of Food Professionals. She's a philanthropist, she believes in giving back, and she's extremely passionate about uh, sustainability, uh, women, women entrepreneurship, women leadership, and I think I've got it all. I've got it all, Andrea. I think <laughs> I got got it
1: all. That's yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> and she's amazing. She's got some unbelievable ideas, and she's a tremendous marketer, and uh, she's become my friend over, over a short period of time, and it's a pleasure to have her on. She's awesome. Okay, so we're going to start. So welcome to the podcast, Andrea.
1: Thanks, Bruce. Great to be here.
0: Okay, so let's start. Let's start. Share your story because you have a uh, one heck of a story. <laughs> okay, yeah. and I know some of it, but, but all of it. So I got to get alerted here today. Uh, share your story. Hi, where you start? How did you get here today? And, and let's let's share share your story.
1: I know. Yeah, it's it's interesting how the journey unfolds. Right, six years ago I started the fun crazy entrepreneurship. Left the big corporate CPG. So worked for big top tier brands for. Yeah. 18 years prior, and then actually <clears throat> a little fun fact before that, my first 10 years in my career were actually in fashion.
0: So my degree oh.
1: is <clears throat> human ecology with a major in textiles and design. That's sort of my my eye for marketing and color and creativity come from. Um, I always had that instinct from a from a young child. I always wanted to be in the fashion and and that you know kind of colorful world and making people feel good. And that just switched from fashion to food. So it was an evolution with my sort of coined hostess with Moses, as you said earlier, I've just always enjoyed food as well. Growing up um, in my younger years with my Nana, um, came over from Holland. We were always baking in the kitchen together and seeing how her passion for food. So that just sort of trickled in. And then as I grew and wanted to explore foods and, of course, diversity and as the food channels kind of all came about, I was always that first friend to come to a party or, or you know, um, events, holidays, be the one to come up with the catering and, and help everybody put together their events. So I've just always done that on the side. It happened to be a part time job to help me pay through university, worked mm-hmm. as a catering and hostess at the Skydome back in the day. Are wow. um, attending and special events. Um, so that was always on the side in terms of working full time in my career in fashion. And then I switched, um, had the opportunity to start with craft. Um, after that, when I moved back to Halifax, where I grew up for a few years, and there was an opportunity that unfolded friend of mine said hey you love cooking you should get into food why don't you try that (laughs) and I thought well okay well you know I didn't really I always saw food as you know in the retail space of grocery and merchandising shelves and being in the store level and I thought well no there's a whole other world of the food service and the recipes and the ideas and talking to chefs and new products so when I heard about that um, I was hooked and as many of us foodies say once you're in it's it just becomes Part of your life, and hey, twenty years later, here we are. So, wow, yeah. wow, wow, exciting times.
0: Wow. Time. wow. Yes. Yeah, so. So, so you're at craft, and keep. I thought you wanted to be an actress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one you, of right?
1: the fun passions. Yeah, for sure. Through uh, through high school and into wow. my twenties, did a bit of acting in um, fashion shows and some commercial print work. So that was a, just another side passion on that creativity. Uh, yeah. and- okay,
0: yeah. so you Go on. So you're at, yeah. you're at, uh, so you got into the food industry at Craft. And I let's did. keep going. Bring us forward. Yeah, for sure.
1: Forward. So, I started in the East Coast, as I shared, through a Halifax office. And back in the day, it was really um, the passion in CPG to grow and work at head office and uh, evolve into more of the marketing side. So, I was really fortunate to have amazing roles as a great foundation from sales, marketing, distribution, training, uh, national accounts, all the above. And from there, to meet on the external side, you know, in the industry and just amazing friends and how I joined the Canadian Association of Food Service Professionals was right out of the gate as well. And just, you know, fortunate to sit on boards and do other events. So that kind of tied into my personal passion. But, you know, having the foundation working for, you know, a leading top tier brand, um, you know, both North American and global influences, obviously seeing the trends, um, and then from there, I actually had a, an opportunity to leave and was recruited over to General Mills to help them grow their um, food service and industrial business. They had just taken over Liberté out of Quebec, um, they were trying to grow their brands. We had a, a North American president that came from the U.S. Um, we were growing with lots of exciting, you know, natural and organic products when they first started, so there's a huge investment on growing this the smaller up and coming brands where they took on Annie's and Larabar and things like that. So there was exciting opportunity to see the trends and natural and clean lines and how big brands, obviously the traditional CPG, you know, was getting stagnant. Um, and of course my daughter was just, you know, starting school at the time too. So it was just even more of a passion. Most of my friends had had kids. I was the late bloomer. Um, so I saw the challenge with eating well and you know, how busy people were. we were all working crazier hours, so it wasn't getting any better, the, you know, the growth of convenience food, the growth of HMR, so really being in tune with just the demands of, of how consumers were eating, let alone families and moms, and so when this opportunity came along, as um, I've always had that sort of entrepreneurial side, um, I just, I couldn't say no, it was one of those, I kept doing the research when I saw the opportunity with um, helping to Eat cleaner, eating more fruits and vegetables. I was really puzzled on, like, why were we not eating more produce? We all knew, you know, what our mothers told us, our grandmothers, the health guide. Um, But Canadians are still, even today, barely eating three portions um, of fruit and vegetables a day. And we really should be at a pure minimum five to seven. So, how can I help that? When this idea with the packaging came along to actually showcase how to eat convenience, um, you know, I researched Nature Knows and, and the initial um you know designed to help us eat fruits and vegetables conveniently but also sustainably because layer on to that obviously having a child but also seeing the deterioration of our resources and the amount of plastic especially that CPG was contributing to no one was addressing the plastic let alone the amount of food waste so we knew we need to eat well we all buy the groceries or we go out and buy the food the processors combined were're all you know we all have seen the numbers and the seas. sadly of wastes that are happening over 40% of our food still is not being repurposed. So, you know, we had to do something better. That's, it was just one of those callings that, you know, you, sometimes you get that knock on the door. And so I was actually going to help blend nature notes as a brand into CPG and did some testing in market, um, you know, with some of my clients and fortunate to have a great network as I've built over the years and do that groundwork to say hey is there a need for this of course we all know we need to eat well and and drive the business so yeah it just evolved as that need as you know being a mom and wanting to do better for my daughter but also just the need in the industry and everyone said yes like no one ever said no this is a bad idea andrew (laughs) like everyone knows we need to eat better right but we also need to do it more sustainably and i've been sitting on sustainable boards Yep. Yeah, I've I'd, I'd been, you know, seeing a lot of companies commit to starting <laughs> to understand, you know, hitting their targets, whether it's water consumption or their eco footprint. But it was very minimal of anyone really addressing how are we going to get, you know, the change from plastics. I mean, today, we still know we're only barely uh, recycling 10% of plastics. It's taken us 30 years to have a blue bin on everyone's, you know, oh. driveway. But, you know, sadly, we're still barely, you know, recycling 10% of that. So that's not the solution. We have to do better. And we know there's a ton of great innovation and, and um, ways that we could do it in a more plant-based format. And so we just have to evolve. And so someone had to do it. So there I go. I decided I had to leave corporate and jump in and I oh, invested and decided to you know make Nature Knows a brand and, and launch it into the marketplace and become an entrepreneur.
0: Wow. So with Nature Knows, just curious, how? so how is Nature Knows? like what are some of the initiatives that you had, you undertook to, I, I call it, let's call it sustainability as a global, let's talk about sustainability. How, how, how do you do that? I guess, what are some of the actions, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I said there was a definitely test, six to eight months testing phase and uh, doing prototypes. Um, and then from there, but it was prior seven years with the first agronomist that developed the, the actual window and the film that was, you know, testing ground took many years of getting to the format that would actually help the fruits and vegetables stay fresh. So for me, it was a, a couple of things. It was the convenience of putting fruits and vegetables in a portable way, just like any grab-and-go snack. So that was my forte, right? Coming from, from snacks and convenience. Um, but then being able to take it into the fresh world, that was a whole other level because, you know, oh. I wasn't a fruit and vegetable expert. Um, But in terms of the marketing and production and understanding brands and consumer behavior, how do we take that, but also value in the benefit of reducing both food waste, because we were actually yielding 50% more shelf life than plastics. So take your typical little cup that you get in any grab and go, um, QSR, restaurant, you know, when you're out at at any cafe, we've all seen even in retail, the grab and go section, those plastic cups and trays, right? If you're lucky, um, how many of us have gotten that and not necessarily have the great experience on the taste, let alone how long that they don't last, right? If you're lucky, maybe three to five days.
0: Wow. So just by making that switch, you double the shelf life.
1: You double the shelf life. It's actually through a compostable, breathable film. I call it the Gore-Tex for food. Wow. So I think of it as, you know, that superpower of allowing it to breathe, but with the high barrier that allows it to stay fresh. Cause fruit and vegetables, you know, they need, to, they have gas emissions. They have to be able to breathe and circulate First. like anything that we stick it in a plastic cup or tray. It starts to go slimy after a while. Right. Um, but even those bags of grapes, I give that as an example, you know, the holes in the bag. I mean, how many times we pick up a bag of grapes in the bottom of our crisper and half of them are moldy and wishy, right. And you know, this is a, a very big challenge, especially coming out of the hard times we've had health is, you know, Always been but just risen to such a big priority for everyone to understand how important that is to eat well and what we consume and put in our bodies. mindset you know keeping our energy levels um, longer you know life, but also layer that into the social sustainability side of how we care about the brands how we care about companies and products you know being startups we can be more agile so I was really fortunate. Um, you know, to be able to have that ability now as an entrepreneur coming from big corporate, that was one of the bigger frustrations I always had is we had ideas and you want to innovate, but it takes forever. And of course, you have all these layers of red tape and processes Not okay. um, say we don't have to have that diligence as an entrepreneur, but we can definitely be more nimble. And so that's definitely an advantage. Sure. So test and learn. And, and like you said, how do we actually make it happen? It was It was exactly that, doing your prototypes, finding the right distribution, the right production partner, and being able to scale it and launch it and actually develop the line from both a single serve little snack box to okay. a flexible film that gave us more the value add, you know, um, options for price point, but also flexibility to do variety of sizes um, and really look at the formats. When you look at produce, we really have the ability, as nature knows, which is exciting. It wasn't just about fruit and vegetable snacks. It really is about being a sustainable, healthier brand to help no, us
0: conveniently—we're yeah. all busy.
1: Yeah. We have to yeah, eat more, totally get but it. we can't totally get it. away get from being on the go, right? Like that's just reality of our, of our the lives.
0: Sustainability is the is the theme. Um, what if you opened up some? Before, you said sets me, "For and I want to want to jump on that." You said sure. you left. I call it. You left the big corporate world you become an entrepreneur i call it the steady paycheck <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah
1: that's another one that's, not easy. In the that, that's
0: <laughs> that takes a lot of that takes a lot of passion to do that yeah, That is not,
1: as a mom, especially you have
0: a single mom young young daughter a daughter right
1: yeah yeah you can I respect
0: you for that so so what have been people love to know what have been so as you evolved what have been some of your you became an entrepreneur Mm-hmm. And what have been some of your your challenges, some of your key learnings that you'd love to share? Because the way people learn is by other people. I hate to say this, the best way to learn is by other people's mistakes. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Was yeah. Mistakes and fail faster. Learning, learning.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Learn. You know, trial and error and and fail faster and learn, you know, finding the right partner. So I end up, you know, taking over the company completely by myself. Um, yeah. you know, I have a silent partner who's very, you know, through bootstrapping and friends and family, you know, those challenges, as you say, you know. It's, it's not gone away. It's actually gotten worse through COVID. So, you wow. know, one of the things that, you know, has been really near and dear to me is, you know, helping collaborate and support with other women entrepreneurs. And that's why, you know, when I met Cheryl, I knew through the industry for years. And as she was growing Canadian women in food and became the ambassador, because it was just a natural passion to be able to help each other, because we have to. We have to live it's isolating when you're an entrepreneur, yep. Yep. especially as a solo one. And, you know, doing all these hats and juggling that we do, you know, finding the resources, um, sharing ideas, to your point, you know, how do we fail faster and and learn and lift each other up? Um, So that's one of the things I found was just finding the tribe and surrounding yourself with amazing people that can relate because in the entrepreneur startup as a founder versus big corporate, it's completely different. Sure, we miss and wish we had all those types of budgets and teams sometimes to just delegate and do everything for us. But we're it, like we have smaller teams, less resources, and especially as a woman founder, women in business, women in food, especially, there is such a lack of funding and support and resources, let alone being able to, um, you know, just scale the way that you want to, it just takes that much more time and diligence. Um, But sadly, it's just the ecosystem, right? We we still have, you know, disparity in, in our wage and our pay, and we can go into, you know, women's rights and uh, fighting for equality there. I mean, it just should be a standard. Or as my daughter says, well, mom, will you just go take the pay and make everybody the same? I'm like, well, that's a great answer. (laughs) It doesn't quite work that way. Um, But at the same time, you know, we're trying to scale and funding is still like less than 5% of all funding for investment goes to women-owned. And the types of questions we get asked, like the amount of investors that I've talked to over the years, it's really sad. So that was just another way for me to join and, and help support Carol and all our members at Canadian Women Mm -hmm. in Food to say, how do we help learn and support each other? So it evolved and we create amazing resources over the last few years, especially through COVID. And then now just as a consistent and and growing, you know, the members and all of the, you know, great benefits of all these, you know, um, and brands that just have such impact, but collaboratively, I'd say that's definitely one of you know, the best yeah. tips I can give is surround yourself with, with great people and collaborate because being a single brand, as much as consumers, we might love my brand, we might love your brand, you know, consumers are busy. They want to shop where they shop, but they also, you know, more than ever want to support local, the more that we can kind of collaborate and that kind of lent itself to my pivot during COVID um, as taking over Freshwagon, which is a local delivery company here in Ontario, Um, That's supporting 100% Ontario-owned brands, being able to deliver and have that logistics. Well, we all need to be able to ship our products. Costs of marketing and retail listings are just not conducive for many brands. So I feel fortunate to have that ability to now bring some of them together. And we have a great little delivery service that lends itself well to reach homes and reach consumers directly, whether it's an office or food service or a school um, you know, we're just focusing on on Ontario for now.
0: Quick, quick question, because you mentioned five uh, percent of mm-hmm. women owned actually get the funding. Is that the is that the thing? So how do you? Because ultimately, you want to you you want to when you have got a great business, you want to grow it, and everybody want to grow it. How do you how do you deal with that? Like, what do you do? You just work your see, we you work your butt off and do like ten jobs at the same time. Yeah, I mean, well, what advice would you have? How do you? How does one deal with that? I, I, I Maybe mean, that's a whole, a whole a whole podcast on itself.
1: Yeah, yeah we can do a CFO on, on understanding your PL and your costs. That's one of the things that we share in terms of our resources,
0: yeah, yeah. With
1: some of our members. But you know, really learning to you know strip it down and where is that spend going to make your best ROI? And you're the constant to do list of what's really going to impact my day. Um, but listening to an awesome, um, another podcast from Jim Stell, you know, some sharing from from his learnings with entrepreneurs. it's really about, you know, how can you make that impact now, but see the longer vision? It's not just we good. tend to overdo what we, you know, we all have the thousand things we need to do, but just giving yourself the grace, but also, you know, a couple of things, investing in yourself, giving yourself that time whether it's the five minute little self-care, you know, I think we've all learned yeah. the harder way of like health is number one, yeah. So yeah. whether it's surrounding yourself and just having, you know, advocates and mentors and great friends like meeting you and just having chats on, on business and how we can think differently, sharing contacts, you know, meeting Susie and, and creating um, our food founders group.
0: Um, next an Another it's an example,
1: year. you know, of just, just amazing. People want to share. we, you know, you have that natural instinct as an entrepreneur, I just find we have that better understanding and the emotion that goes with it to want to give back and help out. And so, you know, whether it's little things of tying in for me, it's like, Hey, I want people to eat well. I'd love for our snacks to be everywhere in every school and every convenience store and every, you know, hotel, every grab and go wherever you want, where you shop and every retailer. But to do that, you know, it takes like we know to scale you know, millions, um, which we keep getting told as entrepreneurs, you need to hit the million dollars of sales before we'll invest in you. So where this number comes from is like, yeah, we're doing the diligence. Yes, you can show that you've got, you know, whatever great brand and product. But you have to have that passion behind it. You have to have some You expertise. have to have the passion. People believe yeah. in the people, right? Like that's that's it, just the yeah. common thread. Um, so but it is, it's constantly just... It's chipping, chipping
0: away, chipping away.
1: Chipping away. Yeah. It's little One by little One
0: day. One day at a time, being really clear on your
1: goals, understanding the channel, but also, like you said, you know, it's these great people and resources that you know you find. So I'm a, a strong believer in in finding your tribe and uh just lifting each other up and giving back. You know, there's little ways we can do it. Like, oh, I just don't have the time. Well. I mean, you're meeting your industry friends and you know i'm going to give a plug to our awesome friends at we care they're helping easter seals we're finally having our bowling thing i'll be on uh, cbc the end of um wow. of november for their easter seals telethon and you mm-hmm. know they do fun things like that but you're also helping give back but you're also meeting people and and you're I just know. being able to to get out there and, and network so why not
0: exactly But well, we got to connect with people otherwise it becomes a very what's it all about right Especially right. with COVID. These are deeper topics. And we've got to we're we're gonna to come to an end to the podcast. because COVID really made everybody lonely. We're gonna we become maybe we become society of uh I know I've had a case of what it calls social what do you call that social anxiety. Like I, I didn't want yeah. I just I became addicted to to not being social. All
1: right. Well and, and there's have other emotional layer now that we have to deal with it's, it's I'm
0: pushing myself to just get out there, you know? It I mean? yep. just it creeps up. Andrew, this has been very, very insightful. We can talk for hours and hours. <laughs> you here. No, you're a real entrepreneur. You're extremely creative, yeah. and um, and I'm thrilled that to have you as my guest. It's been an honor, and thank you for sharing. And we can do we can talk for hours, like I said. And uh, I really, I really appreciate it very much, very much. I'm honored. Yeah. So everybody, yeah. everybody we're, we've ended. It. We're going to hear this podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye bye.